0: if I strip right now, they won't see me.
1: Welcome to the GNA Podcast Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we drink extremely heavily because it's New Year's Eve and talk about shit. We've had a little bit of a hiatus, because you had the holidays up there, so we did a couple of recordings, got them all set up and squared away, and now we are back with a vengeance. And not only like a midget porn star vengeance, like Daymok's aware of, but like a real vengeance, like hardcore going into it. So... Let's go around. Let's see who's here. We got Daymok with us this evening. Daymok, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm having a good time. And I've been
2: drinking
1: since I came home from work. A ditto, good sir. A ditto. And we got Vintage joining us tonight. Vintage, it has been a while. How are you, good sir? I'm doing
3: great. I mean, uh, I took a little little personal work away from work vacation for about three weeks and i started my new job a
1: couple weeks ago and couldn't be happier congrats man super congrats thank you, thank you. and so i'm here
3: to have a good time tonight nice
1: and we've got co with us tonight co how are you feeling good sir i'm doing great so even headed or even golden monotonal, co i love it <laughs> man, man my nipples get hard when i hear you i don't know if that's a good or bad thing we're going to go with thing. yes it's a great I'd thing. say both <laughs> alright well gentlemen we have so much to go over uh, mostly because we have been playing games for the past like 80 billion shows so there is so much to talk about there is so much like just so much uh, but before we do any of that what's everybody drinking like vintage
3: what do you drink a guy well, uh, I decided to do a little, something a little special, something very local. It's so only about 10 minutes from my house. It's Dynasty Brewing. And this is a, uh, they call it the Tiny Dictator. It's a, um, it's a rye barrel aged stout that's aged in those barrels for about six months. And it's wonderful. It's uh, very rich, very flavorful. But what makes it very unique is that rye barrel age. It's the first beer I've ever seen that's rye barrel aged that I've had.
1: Yeah. And they're always it's bourbon barrel, aren't they?
3: Yeah. And it's a very slight rye bite at the end. So you get all the flavor and just a pinch of the bite at the end. Unlike most rye is pretty harsh.
1: Right away. No, but I really, really like it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, tell come on, man. I mean, you're <laughs> leave me a suspense here. Tell me about it. What's the attack like? What's, what's it, what's, what's the wash over? What tell, tell me, man. Well, on the nose, it's very bourbon. Um,
3: What's the, I don't know the best way I can, it's weird though, because it's a bourbon on the nose. It's not rye. It's definitely bourbon. Okay. And then it's very kind of cocoa and malty when you get into it. And it's the, like I was mentioning for, at the beginning, a very little bit of pinch of rye at the end that kind of just wraps it all together. But did I mention it's extremely smooth and that's dangerous for a 13%.
1: Oh Yeah. Yeah, dude, Anytime you get, like, above the 7%, 8% and it's so smooth, they're dangerous because they just start sliding down like devil in the velvet trousers.
3: Yeah, if you guys want some, I mean, this is 10 minutes from my house, I can send you some bottles.
1: I mean, I don't really swing that way, but if you're off... Oh, the beer, yeah, absolutely, I'll take some of the beer. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend that that happened. <laughs> what about you, Daymock, what are you drinking, man?
2: Uh, well, I bought some scotch and I started drinking it. So Lagavulin 16 year scotch is scotch, man. I really enjoyed it. It's a 16 year old scotch single malt. You know how it is. Just enjoy it, but I enjoyed a little too much, and I don't even know why I set the bottle down. Ah, there it is. See, ah, uh, I've had like a little more than half. <laughs> So I don't know what the attack is anymore except for scotch and it tastes like scotch and I really like the taste of scotch. So scotch, 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 pour me some more scotch. I, is, I, it, uh, is it peaty at all? I haven't had the 16. Uh, yes, it is a, a little bit on the peaty side, but it's smoother. It's got that good. I I hate to call it this because people get all pissy. It tastes like a good leather.
3: Oh, yeah, that's solid. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that description.
2: No,
1: nothing at all. Yeah,
2: it ta- it smells like a good leather. It tastes like a good leather. Really enjoying it. I've had way too much of it.
1: That's uh, that's a good call. It's a good call. What about you, Co? What are you drinking? I am drinking a Devil's Backbone
0: Danzig. Uh, it's a Baltic uh, Porter uh, wheat beer. It's it's pretty good. Uh, it's a wheat beer. It's a wheat beer.
2: I love Danzig, and I hate wheat beers. So I guess you love wheat beers now. <laughs> so it's a I porter guess I do.
0: wheat beer? Yeah, it's, it's a wheat, wheat beer. It's
3: a Baltic porter wheat beer. Yeah. Okay. It's not it's
1: bad. Well, not bad. Like, Come on, man. What, what's, what's the attack like, man? Come on, you know me. I want to know about this stuff. I don't I want to just be like, it's good. I want to fucking oh.
3: know. It, we all know Cecil drinks vicariously through us.
1: Yes, I drink vicariously since I can't drink myself, I have to drink vicariously through all of you.
0: <laughs> oh, it's it's got a it's got a smooth texture to it. Um, uh has a bitter note, almost like a cocoa. Uh and then it has a aftertaste to me like wheat. Yeah, it's pretty strange. There's no wheat? Uh, it's a wheat it's it contains wheat. It's a wheat beer. I'm looking It's I'm a looking
2: at- it's a German black lager baltic porter.
0: I'm looking at it right now. It contains wheat on, on the ingredients. Oh, that's a cop out and a half.
1: <laughs> that's like saying you basically saying it's a non-gluten-free beer. That's, that's literally a, all you're saying. That's like that's like going, eggs! Eggs are in chocolate cake and wheat. It's good for you. It's healthy. Eat chocolate cake it, for breakfast.
0: I can definitely taste the wheat after um, as it aftertaste the uh, final note. So it's definitely there. It's definitely prominent.
1: Right. I'm like over the here the looking through all my like,
2: fucking beer bottles, and I don't find a Baltic port or a Danzig because I've been drinking those. But
3: Yeah, Co. is it like similar to, uh, what's that water, the, the the slightly flavored sparkling water? Um, what's it called? White oh, Claw? No, 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 not the <laughs> alcoholic one. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't um, have water in this household. So I'm, I'm trying liquor. to, I'm spacing on it. But it's almost like the joke people make about that. Is it just somebody said wheat barn about, a little bit aloud in the corner and you're like, oh you're yeah, I do taste it. you talk about
0: that yes, LaCroix. hippie stuff? The hip yeah, stuff like
3: stuff? LaCroix, where like if someone screams watermelon in the other room and you're like, yeah, I guess uh, I
0: taste watermelon. All I know is I have the aftertaste of wheat in my mouth. Right now.
1: Yeah, and that's a very distinct taste. Like it's not it, yeah. that that's not one of those tastes that you can go. Oh yeah, okay, I guess it's there. No, we that wheat beer. It's like when you drink Blue Moon and you exhale. Mm-hmm. It's like you you just get all of that. It's like literally walking out into a wheat field and just breathing in heavily. Yeah,
2: yeah, which is really weird because I love Danzig and I've never had a wheat taste. I hate wheat. It's the aftertaste
1: that I
0: have from it, it like up front it's like a, a cocoa almost flavor to me uh like a sharp bitter note and then it's all wheat after that
1: <clears throat> huh yeah oh, oh. that sound that actually sounds interesting to me and you know what If blue shark was here he'd be like damn i gotta get in on that but he's not here because he's a bastard but he's <laughs> a bastard that we love all right, Damok's looking up something here, so I'm not even going to go into what I'm drinking until he actually expresses what's on his mind.
2: No, I'm I'm looking it up because I drink a lot of Danzig. Like I, I would suck Devil's Backbone's dick, honestly. Like I love the brewery. I'm a little upset with them because they have not released Dark Abbey in what this is year four, and I'm kind of pissed off about it because it's my absolute favorite beer from them. But I drink a lot of Danzig, and I've never had a weedy taste, so I'm kind of worried it's gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> mine's gone bad yeah yours has gone bad because i'm looking up everybody else's impression and there's no wheat at all there's no weedy taste from anyone either i was like maybe i'm just fucked up and missed the weedy taste but
1: yeah well obviously I'm... you don't have a sophisticated enough palate to 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 see the wheat, the of wheat.
2: that is probably very true yeah <laughs>
3: May I just add at this point,
1: though, that Damok, aren't you, like,
3: creeping up on 40% alcohol in your body, like, constantly?
2: No, no, I did pretty good over the last week. I'm, like, my, my blood alcohol level is, like, only 20% right now.
1: No, that's actually me, because I've been around a bunch of sick people, and I go by the very, very specific motto of, if I make my body inhospitable for anything to live, viruses won't live either. So that's how I don't get sick
3: you are uh, you are definitely a medical miracle then
1: yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Actually, it's amazing how I'm still walking.
3: Yeah you need to like donate your body to science before you die. <sighs> just like, all right, boys, pump me up with like 60 percent EAC and let's uh, let's see what viruses
1: take hold. Actually, why, why do I gonna wait for me to be dead? I can just donate myself now and be like, hey, hey, see how much you can take out because I'm still going to be here.
3: Yeah, just offer yourself up to the highest bidder. I'm sure there's foreign militaries that would love to do some tests.
1: Yeah, I'll just be like, hey, look, necromancy has gone wrong here, so you do your worst. Anywho, so what I am drinking is under, actually, under not, what's, where, what is where. what is it where I'm not actually going under advisement? Because like, Co said don't do this, and I'm doing it. Uh, I am drinking Dragon's Milk White. It is a bourbon barrel-aged white stout, which I didn't even know white stouts existed, to be perfectly honest, until until this can was in my... Uh, it's 6% by volume, and it's got a cool little... It's a white can that has, like, some scales across the top, and it's got a cool Dragon's Milk logo on it. Uh, smooth, creamy, legendaries on the side. Dragon's Milk White is labeled across it. So I got three cans of this bad boy, and I'm going to try to tackle these guys throughout the entire show... So be prepared for a very sloppy Cecil since I have been drinking since I got home, which pretty much equates to I'm maintaining. And if for some reason I actually do finish all three of these, I have a bottle of grain alcohol that I'm going to kick into. So let's hope that I don't finish all three of these and I don't have to start drinking that because pretty confident somebody's going to need to perform
3: Yeah, Cecil, how many questions have you guys missed? I've been following nope, along nope, when nope, I haven't nope,
1: have been on the show. Nope nope nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. So I bring it up again. That bottle,
2: that bottle says 95% alcohol. Yep. Not, not, not 95 proof. 95% alcohol, yeah. 190 proof. Yeah. Yeah, let's not take shots.
1: Yeah, if you dump this into your car engine, you'll get another 50 RPMs out of it. Uh, but anyways, back to the dragon's milk. So this dragon's milk white is very different from the other dragon's milks I've had. Uh, this is a very, it's a cloudy amber color. You can't see through it. So it's, it's not, uh, it's not like Miller or Budweiser where you can just see through the entire thing. It's a very cloudy amber color. Uh, it, it has a very milk stout smell to it, to be perfectly honest. It has that, uh you know, milk stouts to me have that uh kind of off macaroni and cheese smell. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But you know how, like when mac and cheese goes a little bit off and it's got that smell to it?
2: Oh, yeah, dude. That's like after like sex and it's like the next day and you didn't get to take a shower and then you wipe your nuts. Like, oh, God.
1: Yeah, it's actually that would be another equivalent to this smell. It's got it. You know, honestly, the smell is very off-putting. Uh, I'm not gonna lie and I, and I'm a little bit scared now since I got three of these cans to plow down through so let's gotcha. uh let's do this you get mud butt <laughs> wow that's uh that's exactly like the can describes it's it's creamy and it's smooth like it's very smooth I could like maybe it's because I've been drinking really high abV alcohols or something but uh like, this That's how it's gonna come out of you! Yeah. Creamy and smooth! That <laughs> yeah, is, Yeah, it is. I'm gonna look down and be like, I slayed the white whale! Uh, no, this is, uh, this isn't that bad. The smell is definitely off-putting, but the taste, the, there's no attack. There's literally no attack. Like, this, it's so weird. Okay, so, you know how, like, when it first, any beer first hits your tongue and you've got that flavor. This has almost no flavor to it whatsoever. I don't get anything until the aftertaste. That's how smooth this is. That's super weird. And I can already I can already tell that I'm gonna be like pissing out of my asshole later. Just now so. Yeah you are. What makes it white,
2: cause I know we drink well, I drink a lot of dragon's milk and yeah, I pee out my ass. It's really good. Don't ever get me wrong. I love drinking dragon's milk. I just know that about two hours after I wake up I'm pissing out my ass. So yeah. is the white different stronger, weaker
1: it's weaker It's yeah. way weaker like by the, com- by comparison, this has like I could this is an all-day drinker to me. I could so drink this all day and not have an issue.
0: It's a light beer. it's a six percent well I say light by comparison to their standard dragon's milk. It's six percent versus the 11 percent that they normally sell.
1: Yeah, this is definitely way lighter um, yeah as I said, it's got no attack. It has absolutely no attack. Like, it hits your tongue, you smell it, and you're like, man, this is Femunda cheese that I'm putting in my face. And then it hits your tongue, and you're expecting Femunda cheese taste. And there's it's not there. As it goes over your tongue, like the washover, you start getting a little hint. But then the aftertaste is dragon's milk. Like, I can't taste any bourbon barrel aged in this guy whatsoever. Like, if if it's there... I am not sophisticated enough to tell it because, like, like seriously, this guy right here?
2: Yeah, that's a total fucking no-go for me, dude, because A, whenever I drink dragon's milk, as amazing as it is, I piss out of my ass. If you were talking about a dragon's milk that I can drink all day long, it will liquefy my organs. I'll piss everything out of my ass.
0: So, I was looking at the
2: selection that you had uh shown us
0: i think the other day Cecil, so when you went to the uh, liquor store and i saw that raspberry dragon's milk i was like yes that looks like something i want to try you That's, son of a bitch it doesn't they don't sell it anywhere in virginia
1: you like i literally had it in my hands and i said you know what i should get this for Co." and then i said you know what i've never seen this white let me pick it up And then I said, hey, have you tried the white? I walked out of the friggin' building, driving down the road, and you're like, yeah, the white's not that good. And I'm like, son of a cock-knocking monkey-whore bitch! Well, I didn't say it wasn't that good.
0: I said it's a lighter version of the Dragon's Milk Stout. So it's a lighter
1: version. But literally, I, I mean, you people listening can't see what I just did, but I literally just drank that entire glass of Dragon's Milk white. Like, I just... I. I almost say I pounded it. I just opened up my throat and poured it down. Cause it's really, it's got no, I mean, it's, it's it's got nothing really to it. Now, would you compare, like,
0: what, what's the smoothness like? Is it like drinking a goodness or a dragon's milk? That same creamy
1: smoothness? No, no. So, like, the creaminess is definitely not there. It doesn't, um, it's, it's honestly, it's like drinking a light beer. That's the best way I can describe it. Like, uh, like the one time when I was at a party and they had Miller High Life there, and my friend my friend Brandon came over and handed me a, a Dixie cup full of it, and I literally just picked it up, looked into it, could see the bottom of the glass and went, well, shit, this must be a glass of water. Pounded the thing back, and I went, great, thanks for the glass of water. Can I have my beer? And he looked at me with this utter distress on his face, and he's like, that is the beer. So I walk over to the, you know, the, of course, granted, Statues of Limitation is long gone for this, but I walk over to the 18-year-old kid sitting on the keg, and I went, Hey, who makes that? Or I said, What is that? And he goes, Oh, it's it's High Life. It's the champagne, of beers. And I literally looked at him like he had eight heads, and I said, Okay, so who makes that? Because I have a cat that can piss stronger than that. And he goes, Miller. Oh, Christ, I turned into my dad. God damn Uh, this, this, I would equate this to the equivalency of like a light beer. It's, while it doesn't have the see-through value of a light beer, it's got, I mean, I could literally drink this all day long and I probably would never catch a buzz. So it's like the equivalent of like a blue moon. I don't know about that. Cause like, like blue moons have more taste and more texture to me. This, this doesn't really have, like there's an aftertaste of that, of that dragon's milk flavor. But it's it's just barely there. i got to say, out of what I was expecting and what I got, I'm disappointed. But if I went into it thinking of it as a light beer, I probably wouldn't necessarily be as disappointed as I am. If that makes any sense. That that's, sense. A fair,
0: that's fair enough. That was one of the key things I said. It's the equivalent of their light beer. <laughs> but I think it was too late. You had said you had already purchased it once you had left the uh, store. I uh, did.
1: I did. Yeah. I did. But you I know mean, what? To be fair, a
3: 6% to be beer... Fair, to be fair. Yes. <laughs> if a
0: 6%
3: is your light beer, I want to live in a world where that's the primary light beer.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, as I said, this, is, this to me, like, normally, the beers that I drink on this show, I'm drinking two of them in the show, and I'm pretty sloshed. I've yeah. had about six beers before this, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to stay about level where I am now. Especially if you're drinking those uh, white stouts, milk stouts. Yeah. The only thing that's going to happen is I am going to pee and then pee out my butt. I can already feel it. That's coming. All right. Real question.
3: Hey. Have any of you had oyster stouts? Oyster stouts? Yes. It's a real thing, as I discovered. Great Lakes just put out a 30th anniversary Imperial oyster stout that I had the other night.
1: Like the o- the only thing that's going to my mind right now is actually the D and D game, Ghost of Saltmarsh that we're doing, and Saltmarsh has a lobster beer. It's a actually it's a lobster ale. Like it's the only thing that went through my mind right now. Okay. <laughs> so
3: it's actually pretty good, and it's like pitch black. Like almost think of it like octopus pink. Like that kind of dark of a beer. It's very delicious, and you get a very hint of like kind of salt water almost at the end because it's literally a stout that's if if i was understanding it correctly from what i was reading that is actually made with oysters it's good but you talking about peeing out your butt all night that just reminded me that oh i had the worst like six straight hours of gas after that i didn't (laughs) even feel like drinking (laughs) oh my god
1: i was getting down to
3: like Tied to like undo my the propane on my grill the other night,
0: just came out of me and I was like, oh. Yeah, something about making a beer from oysters does not sound right. Mm, I'll <laughs> link it.
3: It was actually pretty good though. It's like I, an I, ale you know, from lobsters. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten would deal with the gas again.
1: I don't know, man. I like I don't like oysters at
2: all. I I try it. I'd try I mean, it. I like oysters, but I don't think that I would even finish one.
1: Does it even resemble a sour? Okay. As long as it doesn't resemble a sour, because I haven't found... I found one sour I like, and that's, like, I barely like it. I tried? was puked in my fucking mouth, asshole. <laughs> like, I'm
2: sitting here, like, thinking and trying to build up a flavor of what an oyster beer would taste like, and you're like, is there anything like a sour? And that little, <laughs> just, raw, the pinch in the back of your mouth you get from those horrible sour beers. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's why I wanted to make sure it wasn't like a sour, man.
2: I linked it. Check
3: it out. It literally says under special, fresh oysters and salt.
1: Oh, God. I don't know if I it, could do that. It's yeah, good. it's
3: surprisingly good. and It says it pairs
1: well with Oysters, aged cheeses, and chocolate cake. Actually, you know what? That's something that I wasn't thinking about. What would this? You know what this would pair with? This would pair perfectly with a White Castle burger. Like what? Th- this, <laughs> this this beer. <laughs> this beer, the way it fl- like the after flavor of it would pair perfectly with a White Castle burger. And I say that only because I was eating White Castle burgers right before the show because we stopped at White Castle on the way down and I had a bunch left over. This. Pairs perfectly with White Castle.
3: So it says that the the flavor profile here, luxuriously smooth with deep diving roasted malting cocoa flavor, and a delicious uh, sorry, and a del- delicately briny finish.
1: Bizarre, right? I don't put delicate and brine in the same sentence ever. No, never.
3: They're they're on point, but I would like if they mentioned somewhere that you may experience. Exceptionally high levels of gas for the next four to five hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, tastes great. Gives mud butt. That's what should be on the side of this can right now. It, it tastes great. Gives mud butt.
3: Oh yeah, when I was when I was going to like do stuff with my grill that night, I had friends that sit there and just go, "Do you
2: need to like check yourself?"
3: That sounded
2: wet. <laughs> so I found it, um, but it's in Gainesville. I'm not driving to Gainesville. You found what? Your thirty anniversary oyster stout. They sell it at Total Wine in Gainesville. I found it actually at Wegman's. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll go to Wegman's. Yeah. I don't know. I went to Wegman's. I was
3: getting uh, getting steaks grilled up that night. But if I found I'm it at like.
0: Weg- but if I'm going to Central Park, I'm going to Total Wine. I'm not going to Wegman's.
3: Yeah. No. It was kind of like an afterthought. Like, hey, might as well check out the beer section. Thirtieth anniversary imperial oyster stout.
1: This is going to be great and or horrible. <laughs> All right. I want to point out great and horrible. I've pounded one of these uh, dragon's milks. It's already worked its way through my system. Either that or the white castle is trying to escape me.
2: Whoa, whoa! you ate white castle and you drink dragon's milk. I'm going to die. Fucking, sounds
1: sounds like you're
3: competing for dominance in your stomach right now.
1: Yeah, right now there's a battle. It's like it's 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 like the civil war happening right now in my intestines. There's going to be something happening. I'm not sure who's going to win. All I know is I'm going to lose.
2: God damn it, go!
1: Someone needs to do a mod for
3: Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. That's just the Dragon's Milk White versus the White Castle (laughs) cheese.
2: Why did you drink out of the bottle? Well,
0: I wanted to pour a full glass into an actual glass, and I still have leftover from the previous beer I was drinking, so. (laughs) Ethan.
2: All right. Hey, uh um. what, what, last thing on alcohol, I don't know, we can go whatever. So there was a raspberry-flavored Dragon's Milk?
1: Yes, there's a raspberry. So where was it? There was oatmeal-flavored. There's a ton of flavors. Okay, yeah. where did you find it? It was in Greenwich, New York at the Beverage Center. Okay,
2: isn't Zyber up that way? Yes. So, Co, get in touch with Zyber, because I'm going up to Jersey for his birthday to hang out with him. I'll bring it back. Yeah,
1: Ooh. yeah, tell him to go pick it up. Nice. Forward him some money, and I I guarantee he'll do it. He'll buy a few better. Yeah, they had, a, they had a ton of flavors. They had oatmeal, they had raspberry. Honestly, like, when I was asking them, I said, so which one's the best? And he says, the oatmeal stout is way better than the raspberry. And I went, really? I said, yeah, way better. Best one they have. Went, well, so shit. you're
3: telling me there's a bourbon barrel stout that's oatmeal
0: flavored? Yeah. They have a huge selection of flavors if you go to the uh, – site for them uh i couldn't even name all of them off of my head right now there's at least i would think 15 or so different flavors
3: my first thought was a day trip and then it immediately kicked in oh this is going to be a 48 hour trip no, it's going to no. be get there get absolutely trashed on like flavored bourbon barrel stouts and then sleep it off
1: no that's why you get an uber man you just get there buy it and then drink it the whole way back
3: yeah, that's one hell of an expensive Uber back to Northern Virginia. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, like two
1: grand, but no, it's good.
3: It's two yeah, grand to find go the road. Uber driver that'll drive from New York to Virginia and do it again. I'll find him.
1: You want to make that bet? I will find them.
3: If, it, if we can get enough people involved and the cost comes down to less than 200 a person, I'm in for this, like, day trip. Okay, to, now, to hold on, there. hold on.
1: Now, if we're talking about getting together a day trip, I will rent a friggin' Econovan we will drive our ass up there, buy so much beer we can't fathom what to do with, and drive back. We're just stopping at White Castle on the way.
3: Well, hold on. It's minus the White Castle, who's driving the Econovan so we can get trashed in the back?
1: I, I'm married, and she loves me.
2: Ooh, you're <laughs> Not lovely. after that
1: trip. No, not, not after, after that trip. trip. <laughs> not after that trip, but she currently loves me. After
3: that trip, yeah, she will divorce me. To, to redo your vows.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just going to have to, like, start worshipping her. I mean, I already do that, but I'm going to have to actually, you know, er, in that, you know, erect a temple and have people show up and pay tribute.
3: Get a building named after some, like, college. Like, whole nine yards.
2: No, you don't need any of that, dude. I found the secret. I've had the training. I know where the clit is now. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you found that. Could you tell me where it is? Because I, I don't, I don't actually know. I heard it's in their purse. It's on, it's on, like it's in the small, of the back, right?
3: I think I saw someone describe it as right next to the asshole.
1: Oh, the paradium! I try to play with that. All I get is smacked. Cecil, so if all you get is smacked, you are a lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> he, gives, he sits there with a fucking knife sticking in his head. This is what happened to me last time. All right, State God of Games. Go damn it, coat <laughs> Drinking out of the bottle. Heathen. Heathen, you fucking heathen. All right, steady Games. State of Games is something that we've skipped for the past several fucking shows. State of Games is where we talk about what we've been playing, or we just kind of pontificate on how we feel games are today. So, Vintage, what is your State of Games, man? Uh, well,
3: before I started my new job, I was playing unhealthy amounts of Escape from Tarkov. Like seven to ten hours a day. Go into bed with a girlfriend only to get up in the middle of the night to go back and play. Why did you not
1: invite me? I fucking love that game.
3: Okay, to be honest, I was somewhat avoiding you guys because I didn't want you to think that I was some just like stuck in house loser with no job and no life at that point. And now that I have a job and I'm respectful, I'm good. All right, well, fucking invite me, dude. Okay, I will next time I play.
2: No, now it's too late because I know they're resetting the servers and I don't want to start from scratch. I want you to fucking carry me through all this shit, god damn it! There's no server reset yet.
3: Oh, when was the last... Oh, okay, that, okay never mind, that makes sense. The only hint I'll give you is uh, just keep Twitch open on people streaming Tarkov. And you will just straight up get in game loot for it. They're doing it from like now till I think like January 5th or something. I've got friends that literally just leave their computer on for like eight of the 15 streamers that are partnered with uh, Battle State Games for it. And they're like, yeah, no, I just get on every- once a day and oh, look, night vision scope, five things of moonshine, like pretty money.
2: <laughs> there you yeah, go. But, I mean, yeah. that's not too bad. We used to play with Michael Assassin. And then he got really, really busy, but he was the one who bought us the game. Well, we bought the game, but he got us into it, and he just rocks the shit out of that game whenever he is around. But sadly, I haven't seen him in quite a while. It's a good game, though. Yeah, I was actually doing some
3: streaming with some eh, relatively large Tarkov streamers, considering it's like you have somewhere between 10 and 20 viewers on average, and then you're in like 2,000 plus is kind of the a big swap at these days. And I was playing with a buddy who's like average player. So we get wrecked back as a foreman uh, by Clean, who was streaming to over 2,500 people. It was bad. We were fully geared with Tier 4 and Tier 5 armor. We had suppressed M4s and AK-74s. And he was in there with no helmet, no body armor. Just a huge backpack and an AS valve. And he murdered all of us easily. It was brutal. But damn. I, yeah. Oh, it was rough. Believe me, like me and my buddy Larry, who was streaming, we were both streaming We both took we both muted our streams. We both like said be right back and we're just sitting there bitching for ten minutes, like this guy, goddammit, and then we finally find his which we're like Half and a half thousand people just saw us get absolutely massacred in the most unfair way. <laughs> they were calling us like campers and shit, and we were literally going into Factory fully geared to quest. It was bad.
2: Ah, oh, dude, I don't play Factory. It's the one map that I refuse to fucking Actually, go into. Actually, so Factory can be
3: really fun. Oh god, Co, you were right. <laughs> um, I, we only go Factory most of the time for either quests or we go at night and throw on night vision goggles. And if you're running four or five people, you can actually hold down the locker room, bathroom, shower area and just farm scavs as they come in for loot. And if you stay till about the five minute mark left, first of all, all the players more than likely will have already left at that point. But then the, um, I can't remember what we call them, like the veteran scav will show up. And it's like a single scav, like AI scav that just, He's closer to, like, a raider bodyguard kind of thing for one of the bosses. So then you get him, and then you leave. And it's always pretty good. We uh, average maybe 200 to 300k rubles per run.
1: It's pretty fun when it works out. So we're playing Tarkov right after the show, then? Uh, No. No.
3: No, No. No, Tarkov is a sober-only game.
1: We just made a boat. Oh, good point. We have a Galleon to go do treasure (laughs) hunting with. And that freaking Galleon goes fast. Yes, the Galleon does go fast
2: because that's all that I've been playing is Atlas waiting for Cecil to come back. We got most of his boat done. He just had to finish up the final shit.
3: I saw it was pretty bare bones right before the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. Final shit is exactly what I just let off out there because I literally like this. This dragon's milk went through me faster than a corn through a goose.
3: That's not a fun image. That's no. Unfortunate.
1: No. <laughs> and and ironically, I don't remember eating any corn whatsoever. Really cool like.
3: All right, so nitty gritty. How many wipes?
1: Oh, zero. I just patted. I just shoved like six or seven sheets of toilet paper up there. Squeezed the cheeks together. Ran back out here because there's a show to go on he did the squat drop pad and run actually i didn't even squat i kind of hovered it kind of it lifted me off the seat i just like it was like it was like kerbal space program where it launched me
3: i probably could have jeff daniels in dumb and dumber holding on to the seat to keep him down after all the laxatives
2: (laughs) now that you've mentioned kerbal space program has anybody heard about number two yet
1: yes with multiplayer i am frigging excited i'm excited too right but
2: i know we talked about on the announcement because that was fucking awesome but has there been any advancement
1: that anybody's noticed i haven't heard anything i have not it's been radio silence but you know what i'm okay with radio silence because it you know it's it's it was it was like those things they dangle a carrot to be like oh my god it's happening and then they go shut up they don't fuck it up by saying, oh, we're going to be doing this, 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 and this. They keep quiet, and they just come out with a game. Right. All yeah, I know is... Yeah,
3: says like, launching 2020 at this point. That's it.
2: Right. August 19th, 2019 is when we found out about it, and they've been dead silent, except they have a release date sometime in
1: 2020. Yeah, I'm... So, like, I'm okay with that. If I know it's coming, I'm patient. It's going to eventually get here, and I'll be Okay. I would much prefer that than what Ubisoft has done with The Division, what Hello Games did with No Man's Sky. I would much prefer radio silence than, hey, here's a bunch of shit that we promise is coming, and it totally doesn't make it there on opening day.
3: I actually got a quick update. It looks like on November 7th of this year, an article was published on PC Gamer saying it was delayed until late 2020. Um, that was announced by Take Two during an earnings sales call.
2: All right, hash it out, Co. Now
1: that you've had a sit, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 <Jesus>. <laughs> Fucking heathen! I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what? You know what? In uh... all right. So, Co finally finished
2: his bottle of Danzig. Then he drank it out of the cup, and then decided he was just gonna hold the bottle of Crown Up and swig out of that. All I wanted to know was, how did it taste
1: out of the cup? Proper or not? It tastes the same to me. Just for you, Co. Drank the whiskey straight Close. from the bottle. Yeah, see?
2: Woo. I'm sorry, Co, but you're a dirty fucking liar just like Cecil is about Golden Monkey. It does not taste like banana bread or anything <laughs> like that. No, it does fucking not, but it's I've, still good.
0: It has I've a had, banana taste. I've had banana bread beers and they taste like banana. I, okay, Golden Monkey does not taste
1: like banana I, at all. <laughs> I did not say it tasted like banana bread. I said it has a banana flavor, and it does. It has a banana flavor to it. You guys are on fucking crack. I don't. I don't taste the banana. I'm sorry. Look, I I don't care what the hell you say. I taste banana out of that fucking beer.
0: I would like to point out that whenever I read the description of a beer, I never taste that flavor on the vast majority of beers, unless it's a stout and it's coffee or cocoa flavor. Those are the only times I can really taste the flavor. Otherwise, if they make up the descriptions, I can never relate.
3: I, I to tried to do the math earlier when you are describing the Baltic Porter. You had one-fifth of the flavors I, that you were tasting. Man, I honestly That's don't know cool, that I've man.
1: ever read the flavor. I don't know if I've ever read a description of, of, of Golden Monkey. Does it say banana on the side? You swore it said banana on the side.
0: Yeah?
1: Oh, I got one. I think Cecil <laughs> broke for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. I, yeah. Hold, on. Hold on, right here. Sure. Uh, mystical flavors to enlighten you. Nose is loaded with Belgian yeast character of banana and clove with an equally fruity body balanced with a light, earthy hop character. Savor notes of orange, well, I fucking sure as hell don't taste orange, and spice followed by a dry finish. Well, yeah, that I agree with.
0: The dry finish, yes.
1: Yeah, the dry finish is definitely there. I don't taste any orange. I don't taste banana. I don't taste orange. I definitely taste banana.
3: Okay, I don't taste banana, but I definitely agree with, like, very slight on the nose. Very slight. Like, almost as if, like, there's just a bunch of
0: banana peel sitting around the bottle while you drink. I equate the description of beers that the uh, manufacturers give us. Uh, to wine tasters and how they over-elaborate the flavors on uh, on a bottle of wine. I, it's way too much. And I don't believe any of the flavors I ever get. You know, I mean, it's fucking kill killing me right now. We have the tongue for
3: beer. We have the tongue for beer. All of us do. And some of us for whiskey.
2: No, but no, not, not at all, dude. No, I think Cecil's the only one that has a tongue for beer, honestly, because as I look it up... Everyone says there's a definite banana taste in Golden Monkey. And fucking I... told you! ...do not taste banana at all whatsoever. Yeah. I, ever.
1: I, I, gonna... I, for the life of me, have not figured out why the hell I keep drinking that beer. Because I don't like Belgian beer. Or, like, like, Belgian ales. But I fucking like Victory Cafe's Golden Monkey. And I couldn't figure it out until I was like, oh, shit, banana. That's the flavor. I love banana.
0: And I like Belgian ales and before that, I really rude to drink mainly Blue Moon until I found Golden Monkey. And I don't, I don't taste the banana flavor. I don't get the hint of it with the smell. I, I just I don't get the banana accents at all.
1: Well, you're a fucking heathen. That's all I can say. Oh, but I love heathen. Golden Monkey.
2: Heathen! <laughs> yeah, I'll drink Golden Monkey all day. No fucking banana in that beer at all whatsoever.
1: Ah, oh, Christ, for the love of God, I'm telling you, there's banana flavor there.
3: Honestly, though, I oh, would just roasted more of it bananas if it. I tasted more banana. Oh,
1: no, there's
2: direct roasted bananas in the brewing process.
1: <laughs> See, <laughs> and you guys are like, "There's no fucking banana flavor." There's a fucking banana flavor. Look,
0: whatever they do to it, I like it, regardless of whatever I, what, I, what I taste from these
1: beers. I'll just continue. Oh yeah, definitely.
3: So, moral of the story is we're all alcoholics and proud.
1: Yes. Yeah. If it, basically, I. I I'm pretty confident that if you have been on this show, you have to go to some sort of meeting because you're an alcoholic.
2: Don't fucking say that, dude. I don't go to meetings.
1: No. no,
3: some of us just control ourselves a little more and learn how to enjoy and not ruin other people's lives.
1: No, no. Hey, look, I'm not saying to quit because Mama didn't raise no quitter. I'm just saying that you're probably an alcoholic. To be fair, if you, it, to, to be, be fair, fair, if you look at the, uh, I don't know where. I can't remember who
3: put this. Whoever, I think it may be ATF or something, like the legal grounds for legal or medical or whatever for being an alcoholic is something like more than three beers a week. It's like, are you kidding me? It's something stupid. I'm an an alcoholic. It's it's three
2: to five beers more than three to four times a week, and it does not matter if it's higher ABV or because the abv does not matter it's the amount that you actually drink so if you go and you have four or five beers four times a week you are an alcoholic if you drink an entire bottle of like kraken in a week you're an alcoholic it's the way they justify the amount that you drink but not the abv so you could be somebody who drinks a single beer that's like aged fucking 120 where you're drinking 20% alcohol in one beer and you only drink it once a week and you get hammered to shit you're not an alcoholic
0: so if i pour 12 ounces of Everclear into a a glass and just drink it straight i'm not an alcoholic that's just one drink right
3: no 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 no, because that's six ounces that's six shots excuse me 12 ounces two ounces a shot
0: but it's one drink compared to what they're saying okay first off first off no 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 no.
1: Hold on, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm that just, gonna, like death just gonna point out way. here: six shots of Everclear is not six shots. That's like eighteen shots. Okay.
3: Yeah, I, I was. No, no, no. Let's through. go with thirty-six
1: for the average human being. Okay, look, the average human being is not going to drink straight Everclear.
3: But this is the a like example. Orange juice in it, and think
0: they're normal. Okay, a splash of orange juice would be good. So
3: twelve ounces,
1: just for 12 color. Twelve
0: of Everclear and a splash of orange juice would be great.
1: It sounds like you're making my rum drinks. We're gonna do twelve <laughs> ounces of rum and a splash of Coke. How long does that can of Coke last you? At least four drinks. Oh. <laughs> I don't even have, like, a verbal response. I just had that noise. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, he showed me the, the the drinks he does. And his is, like, a full glass of this with a splash of Coke, but it's all rum.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. in my defense, though, my wife mixes my drinks a lot of time when I do my rum. And she literally wants to take advantage of me. So she'll just pour rum, and then she'll be like, well, it's pretty dark color. And she'll splash some Coke in there. Like, yeah, that lightened it up. And then hand me the drink. Oh, oh god, man. that sounds
3: like the uh, the vodka sponic drink my mom makes. She'll sit there and pour vodka into a glass for I've counted sometimes sometimes four full seconds, and then she'll do a tiny splash of sprite and a tiny splash of tonic water. It was like, yeah, it's a it's a cocktail. It's like,
1: no, that's like five drinks. No, that's a martini. That's what that is.
3: Yeah, and I like my martinis extra dry, just gin. <laughs>
1: So,
2: I had to look up definitions of alcoholics and high-functioning alcoholic, and you're... Fuck, we are all definitely alcoholics. <laughs> so, the excuse that high-functioning alcoholics are is, I have a great job, I pay my bills, I have lots of friends, therefore I am not an alcoholic. Or they might be, I only drink expensive wine, or I haven't lost everything or suffered setbacks. However, this person is not doing fine, and they are a heavy drinker and an absolute alcoholic that could be on the worst side of things. And I'm like, oh, God, I have a decent job, and I pay my bills, and I have friends. Oh, God. Yeah, you
3: only stop what a doctor tells you to for, like, a temporary amount of time.
1: That's very true. Look, I just want to point out that I already said if you've been on this show, you're an alcoholic. Like you don't need to question this. If you have been on the GNA podcast, you're an alcoholic.
3: Absolutely.
1: Well, that's okay because you know what? Alcoholics need somebody to speak for them, and that's why we're here.
2: But let's fuck that, dude. I don't do drugs, so I'm good to go.
1: But let's get through. Yeah, I think we need an extra
3: A to to GNA podcast no see games nerds and alcoholics anonymous (laughs) no see
1: it's it's eventually going to turn into gnar which is going to be games nerds and alcohol reform where we're just going to talk about how we don't drink alcohol anymore because it's ruined our lives
3: or only five percent and under beers
1: i would prefer just to die i got a cat that can piss stronger than that so but let's finish out let's finish out state of games damoc did you get into your state of games
2: Uh, I've been building your Galleon and Atlas over the last week and a half or so and trying to get it, but yeah, it's, it's only been Atlas and ah man, there's so many games I want on the steam sale, but I haven't bought a single damn thing.
1: Oh man, there is so many on the steam sale and I've been holding back. I've actually, so ironically I bought more games for people on the steam sale than I have for myself. I think I bought one game for myself. And I think I bought about twelve games for other people. But Atlas, that's it. You just been you've just been getting resources for that damn galleon that we finally launched today.
2: Uh, well, okay. So I got a bunch of resources. I respect into building the boat so I can build all the parts. I got about I'd say seventy five percent of the way there, and oh, yeah. then I then I decided let's go fuck around and. We tried to do some treasure hunting for a while, and that's going to be very interesting. I'm glad there's a lot more people coming with us, because you are all in for a big fuck you surprise uh, of what happens when you try and get treasure. And so we did that for a little bit. Then I tried my hand at house building for a while. Then we tried to do farming and figure that out. And now that you're back, we finished the Galleon.
1: Yep. What are you, Cole? What's your state of games, man? You ready for this vintage? Because
0: I can talk about an hour's worth of uh, content with the amount of games I have played. Oh, I don't
3: blame you, and I'd be very happy to listen.
0: Well, uh, I'm gonna actually just keep it short. I've played uh, quite a bit of Atlas. I've done a few of the treasure maps with, um, uh, I guess, just myself uh, since it's the holidays. Uh, So I, the treasure maps aren't as bad at lower tiers compared to the one that we had done a day mock. So they're manageable, but they definitely ramp up. Um, but I have played everything from Atlas to Diablo 2 with the uh, Midian XL mod. Uh, I played Grim Dawn, played that up to the end, finally beat that game. Went back to Black Desert, played some Overwatch, played Deceit, uh, played Dead by Daylight, and Friday the 13th. Yeah, I'm I'm going around to all the games. I'm just trying to look for something to do. Dude, you've been playing Friday the 13th? I do. Fuck you, man. I love that game. Well, now you have to get it installed, and we can play it now. It's already installed. I I just got it, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) It's on sale, so it was like five bucks. It's a silly Uh,
1: fun game. It really is. It's got a different feel than uh, uh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got a way different feel than that.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe I can get my community I play with uh, into here and uh, we go from there.
1: Yeah, Friday, Friday the 13th is so much fun, especially if you just envelop yourself into the game by just turning on proximity chat. Don't do Discord so people can't hear you get into proximity chat and really, like, get yourself immersed. It's mm-hmm. It's a stupid fun game, especially when you've got somebody who's really good at being Jason. Yeah. Because then it really gets fun.
0: You know, and I think we really have to go back to Deceit. Deceit's a fun game, but what, the way we were playing it the other week.
1: Oh, yeah. Kind of
0: yeah. ruined the fun. We really do need to go back to that yeah. and, and try it out some more next time. Yeah,
1: we got to go back to that, but we have to like play. We got to get out of Discord, play with voice chat, and really get into it. That, or we need to
2: get everybody
1: playing it so the game is just us. Oh, yeah. We got a GNA Podcast Community Game Night for Deceit. That would be fantastic. Yeah. That'd be great. So I mean
0: that's it for me well easy so what what have you played recently what have you done
1: so i have actually been on vacation for the past uh, 10 days so i have not had an opportunity to play much but my daughter brought her switch with her and she's got Stardew Valley on her switch so i have been playing a metric ton of Stardew Valley and i could already see you guys shaking your head i know the game's fun all right the game is fun Whoa. Whoa, no one
2: ever argued that. The game is fucking amazing and like, you sucked into that shit for days. Yeah.
1: I, There's- I think I made it to the, I'm first year winter now. Like, right now, I finally made it through and did first year, win- but I literally have, I have been efficient as fuck in that game because I played it. I've started it up probably three or four times and I started a new one on her, on her Switch. And I'm like, you know what? I know what I gotta fucking do. So I've been efficient as fuck.
0: Is it too late for me to mention there's multiplayer?
1: Yeah, I know. I know there's multiplayer and I'm (laughs) like, I would never finish my goddamn degree. Like, I I, I will claim that right (laughs) now. I would never finish my goddamn degree because I would start. No, we started doing it. I would start playing that damn game and literally I would start playing it at eight o'clock at night and people would get up and be like, Hey, I'm going to bed. I'll be like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be in a minute. I'm just going to finish up this day. And then next thing I know, it's three days later in game, and it's fucking 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going, where did the night go? How the hell did I do this? Turn off the damn game, go crawl into bed, be woken up at 6 o'clock in the morning and be like, this fucking sucks. I got to (laughs) stop doing this. Then that night, do the exact same thing and be like, what is wrong with me? Stardew Valley, that is what's wrong with me. Yeah, dude, the
2: last time I played Stardew Valley, uh, Selkie was playing it, and the 11-year-old was playing it, and the three of us were doing multiplayer. Oh, Christ. Oh, yeah, don't worry. We'll just start at, like, 9 a.m. We'll play for, like, an hour, and it'll be good. Oh, fuck, it's 7 p.m. Does anybody want dinner? Yeah, yeah, I'll order order pizza. Hold on, don't fuck up my crops. And and little one, stop spending on my gold. Because
1: the money is shared, and you're like, son of a... Oh yeah, it's a fun fucking game. I got I gotta get into that. It's yeah, sorry. Uh but I've been I, I jumped back here, I've actually jumped into a little bit of Atlas. I've actually been playing a bunch of Fallout Shelter on my phone as well. Uh I'd re-downloaded that game. They've done done a bunch of updates to it. So I've been uh I've been trying to go through a bunch of the quests that's around quests that are on there. But uh I mean other than that, I have been playing the I've just been driving up north seeing family. Uh I actually played some laser tag up in a fun place called fun spot in Lake George. And it was a place that I, I'd never been to. And I always heard the laser tag was horrible, but it wasn't that, you know, honestly, it wasn't that bad compared to the places around here. It was downright fantastic. It, uh, it reminded me of the old days when I used to play laser tag at a place called outer zone. And I spent so much money at that fucking place. It's, it's ungodly, but, uh, it, 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 it was fun. It felt like the old Darklight 1.1 gear, uh, except you had to hold down one of the triggers on the gun to fire.
0: There's a um, an outdoor laser tag arena uh, in Chesterfield, so it's roughly around your area, maybe like 30, 40 minutes out of your way. Uh, and man, my, my younger cousin had come out to visit, and uh, we had played that game. I need to go back to working out. <laughs> Because after 20 minutes of running around playing that game, uh, to add in 95 degree weather, definitely racks a toll on you. Dude, right?
1: (laughs) So we went up there. We played two games of laser tag. The first game of laser tag, I went in dressed normally. I had, you know, a nice sweater on, some slacks, a pair of dress shoes. I was like, "Ah, you know what, whatever. I'm just going to go in there. I'm going to be totally casual. I'm not going to get all intense. Next thing you know, I'm friggin' bobbin and weaving and I'm like I'm i I'm I'm doing tactical clearing of corners. I'm like, holy shit, I gotta chill the fuck out. And I walk out of there, I'm dripping with sweat, and I'm going, what is wrong with me? Then we go in for the second game and I'm like, all right, sweater's coming off, belt's coming out, shoes are coming off, this is on. Mostly because my wife beat me the first time in points, so I had to wreck her. So I got like quadrupler score the second time.
0: Yeah, they they invited me out, and I went down there, and uh, I was like, oh, this shouldn't be too bad. It's just laser tag, right? And I didn't know it was outside, so I'm just wearing khakis, a polo t-shirt. which, <laughs> And, oh, man, it took a toll on me. So, yeah, right? it, it's fun. It's great fun.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's super fun, especially if you find a good place. It's really, it's really entertaining. But, uh, yeah, so we were up in New York, and, of course, we uh, – it was my daughter's birthday up there, so we were doing you know the whole fun spot, roller skating, VR shit, laser tag for her birthday. Yeah, it was it was a good time. So I mean, it wasn't necessarily video games per se, but I think it qualifies. It was fun. Hey,
0: apparently Denmark had said that there's a VR experience in Funland up
2: in uh, Fredericksburg.
1: We have to hit that. Yes, we have to hit that because they got the zombie one there. Yeah. No,
2: I I don't. I'm not allowed to play a zombie one. I think they almost escorted me out of the building. No,
1: no, 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 no. There'll be the three of us. We'll go in there. We'll hit up zombies. We'll drink a fifth of this Everclear. We'll be fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh that VR is good. Like I I want to buy a VR headset now because they they have the vibes, the original vibes at Funland. Yeah. And like they're. They're fucking good, man. I started playing that zombie game, and at first they're like, ha-ha, this is fun. Zap, 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 and then you turn around, and you're able to look behind you and go, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, and you start blasting behind you, and you're trying to cover your ass, and there's there's things coming out of everywhere. And it's like, oh, oh, God, no. Then the heart gets pumping, and you're like, all right, get the fuck down. well no, that's why. And everybody's like, whoa, these are children. These are children, man. You can't be yelling at them.
1: Actually, I I want to get VR simply to play Resident Evil Seven or Biohazard Seven. I want to play that game oh. in VR, and the only reason I do is because I want to be wearing a diaper when I do it. Seriously. And there's Co friggin' pulling out. What the what the fuck is that? Co is I see us a VR it's, headset. It's an Oculus Go.
0: It's one of the Samsung. So it's like it's one of those entry level. You put your phone in the front and it's entry-level experience. You can see it. Um, it's, it's quite interesting uh, to try it for the first time. I wanted to see what the full uh, experience is with uh, the hand grips and, and whatnot. It be oh,
2: it's totally different with the hand grips. Oh, yeah. So Shadow got one of those for free when he bought his new phone, like way back when we all worked together. Uh Shadow got one of those, and I put my phone in it, and it was messing with it for a little bit. And he was watching a movie in it. It's like a, it's kind of weird. He says it puts you in a VR living room that has a TV, and just kind of look around your living room and then watch the movie. But I was like, why the fuck would I do anything like that? Then I went and played the one at um, Funland. And it is a totally different experience having something in your hand. And they have a bunch of different games. They have a zombie survival one where they give you that little gun thing. It's just a controller mounted inside of it, right? And then they have the one where you have two of them and you got shields and you're trying to absorb stuff and block other things. And eh, that one was less fun to actually play. But looking around, you're on this little platform in deep space. And it was, oh, man, it kind of messed with me.
1: So a game I want to, play, I would love to see in VR, and I say love to see only because I'm pretty confident I couldn't play it, would be Dead Space. I would love to play Dead Space in VR only because I would walk up and I would walk past one of those fucking things and I would sit there and press the stomp button until it was dead. And if it jumped up at me, I would piss myself. It would be scarier than the Resident Evil 7. It, it like hands down more terrifying it wouldn't even have to be a new dead space game i could play the first dead space game in vr and it would be more scary than the resident evil 7 that came out you're not touching it not touching it
0: well <laughs> oh, you, you have to try the vr next time cecil comes up here we're, we're gonna go to fun land. let's
2: do it let's
1: fucking do it dude i'm down
2: I'll yeah, uh, you have to come to do Guitar Center pretty soon. So whenever you get that figured out, come on up. We'll make a day out of it. Yeah, man. And we'll just
1: literally sit in line for that VR and just keep playing it over and over and over.
2: The line was short, and I think it's it's it kind of sucks. It's like seven dollars a game, but I'm an adult who has a job and I can afford several games of seven dollars a game. Accurate. Right. Oh, it's only seven bucks for how long? How long is the game? Uh, for? Fifteen to thirty minutes, depending. That's not bad.
0: For the for the games and the experiences that you get at, at those places, those fun theme parks, I guess we want to call them, uh, yeah.
1: Or, well, or I got a better idea. You- we just buy VR ourselves, and we can play those games at any point in time. Huh? But that's like uh-huh. seven
0: hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> I know tax tax is coming up, though, guys. Come on, get behind this. True, that's true. Okay, okay. <laughs> tax season. I'm totally fucking talking on my ass. Don't believe me right now.
2: Yeah, right. We'll all buy it, and then Cecil will be like, you guys bought the VR. I can't buy the Wait, VR. Dude, I gotta
1: fucking put a transmission in the Impala. I can't afford that shit. Plus, I gotta get a... I gotta pay for that Gibson still, so I know it's coming down the line.
2: Yeah, plus, you know what? After we're done with the VR, we can go and pay another $7 and ride the triple-story go-kart thing at Funland.
0: Accurate.
1: That we yeah, can't do in VR.
0: Change. I uh, haven't gone there in many years, so the fact that they added three stories to that, it's crazy. And it's I fun. I see
1: that again. It's it's uber fun.
2: So we get VR for a while until we get bored and beat all the games and then we jump on some go-karts for a while and have a lot of fun on there. Then we go back to my house and we drink.
1: Or we take the booze with us. Yeah, or we drink while doing go-karts, which is a much better idea.
2: Yeah, you know what? As long as we drink vodka and they can't smell it, we'll be all right.
1: That's so why I bring the Everclear. We do a single shot and we're perfect. <laughs>
2: There's going to be the three of us stuck at the top level, not going anywhere, because the are completely wrecked into each other.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. So the a great time.
1: Well, okay, so there, there's, there's some things I want to actually talk about tonight. Uh, one would be The Witcher on Netflix. Have you guys had a chance to watch any of it?
2: Yes.
0: I don't have Netflix.
1: I will let you borrow my account and password, because you have to yeah. watch this.
2: Shit dude, I will get you Netflix if that's what it takes. Yeah.
0: Now, my stepfather is a huge fantasy fanatic. So if he says something is good and like whether, whether it be books or T V shows and it's fantasy related or movies, then it's gonna be good. Like so he said he, he loved the The Witcher series so far and he has no idea about the the lore, the backstory or anything like that. So if he says it's good, I, I can believe him on that.
1: I've watched the first two episodes because I watched them just... They, it literally released the day that I was leaving. Um, so I literally got a chance to watch the first two episodes and we jumped in the car and drove for 12 hours. And what I saw, production quality, right there. Top-notch. Um, I, I would put it same production quality as like The Mandalorian. And The Mandalorian has got very top-notch production quality.
0: I I have heard some things about the makeup with the humanoid monsters being kind of iffy, like kind of cheesy, low-grade. But I've heard that the combat is really good, that the music is kind of hit and miss, um, and the some some of the actors didn't fit the story, but I, again, again, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really make it myself. So
1: the first two episodes, um, the only gripe I could possibly have is the opening fight scene and he's fighting this weird arachnid looking monster and the first jump out of the water that he does he does this really it's a really lame like jump twist roll out of the water and swing his sword i'm like my god i I can imagine where the wires are but then after that it was like i have no gripes whatsoever the fighting in it is visceral uh like there's like i can just there's this one movie does where he shoves a sword through this dude's mouth and then pushes it up through his head to split his skull and like watching that just it made me hurt like that's how visceral and accurate it just felt watching it uh now granted i've only seen the first two episodes and i'm downright hooked in fact If I wasn't right now recording this show, watching a cat shove its ass in a Daymok's face, I would be watching that show right now. That's what would be happening.
2: So, I'm on episode six, and it's good, but it's lacking. And and I guess when Co touched on it, the, the creature makeup isn't quite there. It's good, and it's good enough to sell it, uh, and I'm enjoying it a lot so far, the music is off entirely. I am not enjoying the music. The choices that they made are poor, but I feel the same way about The Mandalorian. I really think they made a poor choice in the score for The Mandalorian. They keep playing that the same stupid... Uh, song for The Mandalorian throughout every episode when they're trying to bring forth something and it doesn't match everything else that's going on. Uh, so Witcher, the music for me, is off. The creature makeup could be improved, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to support Netflix 100% because I really want to see a season two and I would really love for them to pump more money into it because overall the story is fantastic so far and the best part about it you don't need to know anything about the video games because this is prior to all of the video games. So you can read the book or you can watch the series, which is a
1: retelling of the book. So fun fact, the Witcher video game is a non-canical sequel to the books, which I thought was interesting because everybody talks like I didn't hear about the Witcher until I heard about the video games. And to know that it's the video games are technically non-canical was like, Holy shit. Like Most of the time when video games come out and they're great, they make them canon. These are not.
2: So the video games are in a weird spot because they take place far after the books. Yes. Right? And so they're non-canonical because they are CD Projekt's red interpretation with the author's express permission to go that way. I believe there was just another article out, so they're making another Witcher game after Cyberpunk. Because they got the author to get really involved in it again. So the author is actually writing the storyline to a certain extent for the Witcher series. But it is not canon to the books. Because it takes place way ahead. So
1: from what I read, the author had no input on the first three Witcher games at all. He sold the rights to CD Projekt Red. And then was pissed because of the way they went
2: really that's okay maybe that's why they're not i read was fucked
1: yeah that's why. that's why they were non-canical because they like the author didn't realize how good they were gonna be and he just wrote them over and said hey here write me a check here you go i could i could be wrong but the last time i read it which actually was a couple months ago now that i'm thinking about it so i could be recalling it incorrectly too i've also had a lot of beer that could play in this as well. So I'm really given a lot of excuses now on why I could be wrong. But what I read was, so, oh, go ahead. Uh,
2: City Project solidifies their relationship with the Witcher books author. Uh, fuck, I'm going to butcher that name, Andrezik, A N D R Z E J. How the fuck do I say that? Uh, Anyways, the the author, the creators of the Witcher series games and upcoming role playing game Cyberpunk, are together with the author, of the Witcher books, informed them today that they've signed an agreement, further solidifying the relationship, as the author has worked on the Witcher games. So, and that's on CD Projekt Red's website. If I don't know. I can't hear you, buddy.
1: Well, from what I understood was that they, uh, the Witcher, the, the author of the Witcher was pissed at the way CD Projekt Red went, and that's why they were completely non-canical, because they went a completely different direction than he was going to go, and CD Projekt Red was like, well, this is our story, and this is how we're telling it. Now, not to say that they didn't get together and work on a, on a fourth one, but...
2: Um, there, is, there is a big dispute with CD Projekt Red and the author over royalties, like $16 million in royalties.
1: I could see that. I could see that. And and that could be what, like, all of this mess came around. Because, like, the way, the way that I heard the story went down was CD Projekt Red approached the author and said, we want to make a Witcher game. And he literally said, go ahead, write me a check, go ahead and do it. And they did. And then all of a sudden... It took off, and he's like, well, wait a second. This is really popular. You owe me more money. And they're like, well, no, you signed over the rights. That's how this works. And he's like, no, you've made a shit ton more money than I expected. You owe me more money now.
2: So the author is quoted saying, I was stupid enough to sell them the rights to all of my novels. They offered me a percentage of their profits. I said, no there will be no profit at all. Give me all my money right now, the whole amount. And he was stupid because if he would have taken the deal that they offered, he would have gotten more than 16 million.
0: They honestly should you know, okay, from a business perspective, I would say they should just get, took the money and run. But he has given them quite a bit of material to work with. So at the same time, you know,
1: They should throw more bones. They they should throw that off. They should be like, hey, look, dude, you know what? We made a ton of money off of this. We underpaid you. Here's some good faith money. Let us keep doing what we're doing.
0: But did they underpay him? I'm pretty sure he underpaid himself.
1: uh, No, understood. Understood. But as a good faith gesture, they should be like, hey, look, we gave you way less than we should have. Here is more money. Right, so
2: now that The Witcher 3
1: is is done and
2: they're trying to make another Witcher game, they went back and they talked to him and they have signed a new agreement with him that both sides are saying further solidifies them together for a new Witcher game. Now
1: that I could see, but the original games, they literally just wrote him a check and said, here you go, here's your yeah. money, and he went, great, that's perfect, I'm going to take it, and then... The, like, the, the fucking Witcher 3, I mean, Jesus Christ, that is, has that is made more money than it probably should have. And yeah. I'm all for it, because, like, CD, CD Project Red, the entire staff could literally walk into my house right now and be like, hey, we're going to give you free games, blow us. And I'm going to be like, let me get my chapstick.
0: They make some pretty good games. They do. I can't wait for Cyberpunk 2077.
1: I, I can't. Honestly, I can wait. I'm hoping that it's delayed until after my NBA is done but that's for personal selfish reasons only.
2: I swear to fucking God, dude, it comes out the day before our birthday. That game was meant for me.
1: <laughs> How much longer do you have until your MBA is finished? Uh, I'm looking at, like, between May and June.
0: You might get... They might release it after then, I think. I, I
1: swear, swear to fucking God, God, don't you goddamn put
2: that goddamn hex on me. It comes out the day before my birthday. <laughs> it is my birthday present directly from CD Projekt Red. <laughs> I'm going to play it. <laughs>
0: it's roughly in that time frame so you will be able to finish your your mba and then get the game even if it releases in, uh, earlier than that you
1: know that is my hope um but you know what i'm i'm going to play it by ear because if if i get if i get done in time and that releases then i don't know i i might treat myself and be like i'm fucking playing this game i don't know i don't know i'm i'm going to play it by ear my my mba comes first uh above all else you know, even coming into the new year, I'm going to be reorganizing some stuff so I can put some more time towards my MBA and get that thing knocked out and then come back twice as strong. But, uh, yeah, once I get that shit done, then, then it's on. But I got a huge backlog of games, man. Like, I want to go through the Outer Worlds. I know, Co, you've already gone through and beaten it like 50 times, but I want to go back game? to the Outer Worlds.
0: Oh, i only beaten twice. Exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> I've beat it once, it's not so bad I know, well that. that's that's in the backlog Final Fantasy is in my backlog I still have to beat Dying Light Horizon Zero Dawn I want to get through Um I haven't beaten the Titanfall 2 storyline, I mean that's that, that thing's like super short and I still haven't beaten that Yeah, it's four hours of content.
0: I have Kingdom Hearts <laughs>
1: 3 still in the plastic that I'm staring at right now, I still I'm have to go guessing. through that
0: that's a game I want to play, but it's only on the PlayStation or on consoles, and I'm sad because I can't play Kingdom Hearts on PC. You
1: know, honestly, Kingdom Hearts is a great Kingdom Hearts is a great series, just in general. Kingdom Hearts is, is really great. The way that they made, uh, and even the older games, while they're little, they're a little dated and they're a little tough to play. They still have a great storyline, and I would recommend anybody to go through. If you're an RPG fan, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, or a Disney fan, preferably both, go through and play those games because they really are just genuinely fun. And, uh, yep. like, nostalgia level, like, you will get the biggest, hardest nostalgia boner ever from playing those
0: games. Oh, yeah. I, I Not someone who's gameplay or a no, storyline-driven. Uh, gameplay-wise, I love the gameplay in the 100% fighting, for example, in uh, King of Hearts 1 and 2. The Sephiroth fights oh, are yeah, some of the best fights, and I would do it under level just for the challenge, and they're they're so good.
1: They are fun. They are fun, and those Sephiroth fights are, are... In the second game, the Sephiroth fight isn't nearly as challenging as the first game. The first game the Sephiroth fight is... Insane. Downright <laughs> frustrating, because... Like you will, like you will level yourself out and be like, "I am good. I can take on anything." You'll get to Sephiroth and be like, "He has just robot raped me." That's what has just happened here. Like this AI has just bent me over, like not spared yeah. on the sandpaper, and yeah, just, just he is on a whole level. Yeah, the second game though, the the second game of Sephiroth fight, man, I don't know. It just it it didn't. It wasn't nearly yeah. as hard.
0: It had a challenge compared to all other fights in the game, but it wasn't as challenging as fighting Sephiroth. Absolutely. Correct.
1: And, and I, I like you fight Sephiroth, and with with playing the first game, you fight Sephiroth in the second game, and you're thinking to yourself, man, this is it. This is the pinnacle. This is going to be the toughest. You fight him, and you almost feel let down because he was easy on comparison. And then you fight, I think it's Z- Xenoros or Xevoros or whatever his name is. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy coming from? He came out of left field. I don't even know who this guy is, and he is kicking the shit out of me. But yeah, they're they're great games, and I I there is going to be a time where I'm going to throw in Kingdom Hearts three, and I'm going to shit out the world, and I'm just going to play it, and and people are going to be like, hey, where have you been for like the past two weeks? And I'm going to be like, I've been doing nothing but playing Kingdom Hearts. And he'll be like, oh, have you gone to work? No. Have you eaten? No. If you at least had something to drink, I survived solely on. The experience is worth it. <laughs> no, it's fun. If you haven't played, it's fun. It's it's actually like a like Kingdom or uh, sorry, Final Fantasy up until Final Fantasy eleven. I would recommend everybody play all the Final Fantasies up to eleven, and then pretty much skip until you hit fifteen. Uh, if you're an MMO RPG player, then fourteen is definitely a must play. But if you're not, just skip all of them until you get to fifteen because fifteen is definitely worth playing. The rest of them in between there, not a huge. That's my personal opinion. I'm an old schooler. Even nine, I'm like, meh. I could, I, I played it, I beaten it, it was fun. But uh, Final Fantasy fifteen definitely nailed some stuff that those those middle iterations just did not get.
0: I almost forgot there was a Final Fantasy fifteen. I know there's a fifteen. <laughs> I do not like 15, uh, 13 at all.
1: Yeah, thir- 13 was, they tried to go back to that, like, so, 10 came out, it was turn-based, it was fun, they really nailed it. Uh, sorry, 10 came out, turn-based, great, they nailed it. 11 came out, and they went MMORPG, and it was okay, like, 11, 11 was okay. I'm not. I'm not going to say it was horrible, but it was okay. 12 came out and they tried to make a single player game that was MMORPG style. Kind of like, uh, Rogue Galaxy, if you ever played that. Or, um, Dot Hack, if you ever played that. They tried to have it an MMORPG feel and it just, it did not feel right. And then 13 came out, they tried to go back to that turn base, but they just didn't, didn't really hit it. And then 14 was came that- out. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: I'll say, yeah, it, it was a hybrid between turn-based and action combat. So yes, that's kind
1: of the way they've gone since then.
0: Yes, uh, I think. Yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say, but Fifteen, I think, really, I think they they finally figured out the formula and made it work. But yeah, like Final Fantasy Fifteen, that's another game that's that's in my in my backlog. Axiom Verge. God, I can't tell you the number of Steam games that I have. Red Dead Redemption Two. Like, I, I've got to go back and play all these games.
0: If you play Final Fantasy 15, you have to play the additional story arc for the uh, that they released. Oh yeah, I, I prefer the additional story arc to the whole original story. Oh yeah, S- specifically because it follows the villain's tale and how he becomes what he is. So I'm not going to go into further into that for spoilers reasons, but I preferred him over whatever the character's name is for 15
1: but that makes you like that makes you think for a second though if they had downloadable content or extended content for games like Final Fantasy 6 what would we have seen would like would we have been able to see how Kefka was created or how Kefka was born would we have been yeah. able to see how Golbez separated from Cecil back in the day like would we be able to see that like was that part of the story that they wrote and just never told
0: it's like uh, it's, it's almost like you're, you're watching or you're, you feel sympathy for the individuals who are the villains, quote-unquote, for these games. Like, uh, you, you play Borderlands 2. If you ever played that, you find that... Uh, uh, what's his name? Handsome Who's Jack. Handsome Jack is the villain. But you start to feel sympathy for him when you play the pre-sequel. Because he's doing this all to save humanity. He doesn't want anyone to control the vaults. He knows what's inside of them. And he doesn't want anyone to have access to him. So he tries to control it. And you throw that all out the window and, and, and you kill him. So, uh, you, you know, when, when you follow following that storyline, he's like, oh, I had sympathy for that. I'm like, Oh, that character, you know, he's much more deep. You know, he's been betrayed by his own you know, allies. You know, he, he is trying to stop these corporations from, uh, from obtaining whatever powers in these vaults. And it all backfires on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but the I, the Borderlands like they really did tell a great tale. It's kind of like Bioshock. They told a really really great tale that until you played through all the games, you didn't realize the whole story. And it's kind of like how Borderlands was. And you play Borderlands one, you get through the you get through, you find out the vault, and you're like, holy shit, there's a tentacle monster. Defeat it. And then Borderlands two, you're doing it again, and you're basically fighting Handsome Jack. And the pre-sequel, you're like, oh, you're finding out why he's doing all this. Oh. Well, shit, now I feel kind of bad for this in the second game.
0: <laughs> right?
1: No, there's, there's just, oh. uh, I can keep complaining, but there's so many games. But yeah, man, The, the Witcher, actually, th- that's how we got all the way here. How the hell did we get all the way to Borderlands <laughs> from talking about The Witcher on Netflix? Like, that's... Dr- talking about a good game
2: series, man. Yeah, good point.
1: That's accurate. Um and regardless of whether or not, at least in the Epic
0: Store, Borderlands 3 is still good i won't put it out there. When it finally releases on, on Steam, and it will, I would definitely say pick it up.
2: The problem with the Steam release is it falls right into the Cyberpunk 2077 release. Which will be
0: difficult. Just pick it up another time. But at the same time, I would say definitely pick it up
1: when you have a chance again. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I plan to pick it up as soon as it hits Steam and goes on sale, but I won't buy it full price.
1: I'll probably buy it. I, I may even buy it full price, to be perfectly honest, because I am a Borderlands fan, and I'm interested to see where they go on Borderlands 3. I I, I loved Borderlands 1. Uh, Borderlands 1 got me and another one of my friends together to really just sit down and play the game uh, split screen on PlayStation. Borderlands 2 wasn't necessarily as great for me. I know that a lot of people liked it much more on Borderlands 1. Definitely when they did the Borderlands 1 remaster, and put it in the Borderlands 2 engine. That sold it for me. Like, that made Borderlands oh, 1 really great. Agreed.
2: Oh, it made Borderlands 1 so much more tolerable. They fixed the ammunition drop, so you can go through, and you weren't struggling. They made it the shooter that it was kind of lacking the first time. It was really good when you were playing Borderlands 1 when it came out, because it was better than anything else at the time but then you got borderlands 2 then you got the pre-sequel, and you try and play 1 and you were just missing the ammo of like oh man let's i should be plowing through this having fun they fixed it with the release and ah uh, i love the new one
1: well not just the ammo the smoothness of the engine uh, they really really refined and optimized the and when yeah, they when they put that over to borderlands 1 it it felt much better
0: it's been a long time since I've played Borderlands One, but I don't remember having a a ammo issue in Borderlands One. Me too. There there's definitely an ammo issue in Borderlands three.
1: So in Borderlands yeah. One, I never really felt there was an ammo issue until I played the re-release of it, the the, the new remake of it or whatever they did in Borderlands two. And then I realized how much of an ammo issue there actually was. Once I did that and I started playing, I'm like, oh my god, I actually like in when i originally played borderlands 1 i would constantly switch over to my secondary weapons and be like oh shit i've run out of ammo to switch when they redid it i was switching over because i wanted to because i'm like well you know what i'm going to i'm going to have this fully automatic weapon for close sim- uh situations and i'm going to have this long range weapon for the long range situations it wasn't it wasn't where i was like all right well i'm going to have two of similar situation weapons so that I could be as versatile as possible and have the most ammo as possible.
0: Then I will forewarn you, the they do force you into switching weapons with Borderlands 3. You will have to have kind of like one of each type of weapon, so you go through the various ammo quantities that you have available to you. Uh, it's definitely not as... You, you can't be as frivolous with the ammunition in Borderlands 3.
2: Uh, yeah, I can. It's called Cheat Engine.
1: <laughs> well, I mean... See, now, I'm okay with if they're forcing me situationally to switch weapons. In Borderlands 1, it wasn't situational. It was at a necessity. Like, I I would have to change because I ran out of ammo, and now I have to change over to another weapon that may not be good for the situation I'm in.
0: That's what I'm referring to. You will have to change if you use explicitly uh, sniper rifles, for example. You will need to change. Uh, you can make it better for yourself by maxing out the upgrades for your ammo capacity for specific weapons. But I had oftentimes ran into the issue where I ran out of ammo, even with pretty high upgrades on my ammo.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to play it and, and figure it out. But that was one of my, like, after playing Borderlands 1, and then that was definitely one of the gripes that I realized I had, and I didn't even realize I had it. Was I would go through and no. like I would have a sniper rifle and I'd be picking people off at long range and I'd run out of ammo and I'd be like, well, shit! Now I gotta switch to my submachine gun, but my submachine gun is only good at you know mid to close range, and I'd have to run up on big baddies. And like, all right, well, I guess I'm going toe to toe with you now.
2: But that was games at the time. To see the yeah. evolution of where the first Borderlands came out and all the matching games, ammo still. A rarity. They had gotten rid of health packs, right? Because no one's done health packs since Half-Life 2. <laughs> and you go from there, and it was interesting. Ammo preservation was a big deal with everything at the time. And then you get to Borderlands 2, and it was like, no, let's have, let's have people run around and shoot everything and have a great time. And then the pre-sequel, then when they redid one, because we played the original one, was it Blue? that you were playing with? Yes, we
1: started off. I tried to
2: jump in. It was so hard because I jumped in and I had no ammo and I was just trying to run up and scavenge ammo. Then the remake hit and I was like, oh, they fixed the fucking ammo situation. Yes, they fixed a whole bunch of other things and made the game absolutely better, but they fixed the ammo situation. It's been a lot more enjoyable.
1: Agreed.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Overwatch has health packs.
2: Do you regenerate any health over time?
0: No, unless you have a healer.
2: Okay. I mean, Team Fortress Classic doesn't have... They have health packs that you have to go and do as well. I mean, there are games that still have it, but where's a hardcore single-player game that still makes you run out and find a health kit unless it's a survival-type game?
1: Halo 2.
0: Borderlands.
2: So they're bringing health packs back then?
0: Yeah, there's... there's um like tranks or med kits, whatever you find in crates still. Yeah, they still exist. You definitely can build a character that doesn't revolve around health packs, though. So there's, like, life Stealer or something I was going like to say, that. yeah,
1: Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2 both had health packs on them.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, you could
1: spec do. out that rege- you would regenerate health with either your weapons or your shield to regenerate your health, but you didn't regenerate health automatically.
0: Right. So it's rarer, absolutely. It still exists, mm. as much as I don't like it.
1: <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm more put health packs in the rpg realm where you're playing like you know a final fantasy mm-hmm. style game you have potions that you're using to get your health back up after a fight or during a fight
0: but you guys know what i don't like after realizing what happened with overwatch and i don't know if you, i don't think you all play overwatch uh but they released the forced roles in their queues and what that means is that you have to queue up as a dps a tank or a healer and with that case, my role, uh, I typically play as a DPS. Um, my cues for a match that may take two to five minutes uh, to finish, uh, I spend longer than that, almost two to three times longer, queuing for a match than I do actually playing the match itself. I don't like forced rolls. And I don't care that people don't like to make the proper formats. I just want to play the game, even if I hate the fact that my team chose five DPS and one healer or four tanks and two DPS or whatever. You know, at least I'm able to play, lose and get into my next match. But I'm playing Overwatch. I think I played about 20, 30 matches over the past week. And uh, on average, the queue time was between 10 to 20 minutes to get into a match. And I have finished matches in less than three to five minutes.
1: So would you say that that's an advantage that Paladins has over Overwatch? Because I've been in matches in Paladins. You head cut out. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, would you say that that's an advantage that Paladins has over Overwatch? Because I've been in matches with Paladins where you've got three tanks and no healers.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's the interesting thing. they added additional versions of the game to overwatch to compensate for the enforced uh role selection for the uh, arcade or ranked play and that's called mystery heroes or you can do arcade classic and those games queue within the minute now with mystery heroes you don't get to choose your hero everyone is given a random hero and you could have multiple of the same hero on the same team so with those in those cases, I can get into the game as soon as possible, but I don't get to choose the character I want. So I'm you know do I queue into a match and not get to choose, and I get in there within the first minute and I play a five to ten minute game, or do I want to select an arcade version of the game, and wait uh, anywhere between eight to or ten to twenty minutes for me to play a DPS role? It's it's the same issue I have with. Uh, with dungeons and, and like World of Warcraft, for example, uh, if you play a DPS character, oh, who knows how long that takes half the time. If you're playing older content, you'll never get into a, a DPS role because there's, it, it's not centralized around those ca- classes. You need a tank, you need a healer. Those guys are going to get queued within the first minute or two and the DPS is in their suffering.
2: That's only if you use the Dungeon Finder. You can run to the instance in wow and run it as you know five rogues
0: you can but you have to find five rogues to do it so making pre-mades that also takes a lot of time it actually actually takes longer time to find a pre-made team more often than it does to uh, do lfr so like you play warcraft uh, classic and it takes a while like uh I think after the first month of playing of Vanilla, um uh, Dead Mines became a, a ghost town and it took significantly longer to run a Dead Mines run than it did when I was playing the first week.
2: Oh yeah, that that's absolutely true because people were moving through the content and going faster than uh, once it was what 2 weeks into it, almost everything except the end game was set up. Yep. Everybody no one was doing it anymore because they were leveling alt slow and not using uh, the instances to level because in classic, while they were fun to level, it is easier and faster to quest out your levels than it is to do the instance leveling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, instant leveling didn't become a thing until further into the expansions. I think Lich King, maybe, um, missing Pandaria, is when leveling through dungeons became a major uh, progression system.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and Warcraft allows you to do it if you have four other friends and the five of DPS classes. Sure, you can do it. But yeah, if you're trying to use a random dungeon finder, then forget
1: it. But on the flip side, if you use, you know, like looking for a raid or looking for a group, often, I mean, in my experience, oftentimes you can find a group that kind of sticks together, like you find a group that jives, and you can like yes, it might take you longer to find that group initially. But then when you find them and you communicate, you can stick with that group and then set up times to be like, "Hey, we're going to go do this." And then it doesn't technically f- take you longer to find that group because you're scheduling a time where you end that group that you've already found to go do whatever dungeon you're
0: If you can find a group that's able to play on a frequent enough basis or a consistent enough basis together, yes, absolutely but for example if we grabbed five of us from the GNA discord and we tried to play together that's a different story that would
1: be difficult because people in the GNA discord are all over the place we've got people who work nights who work swing shift who are working oddball stuff i mean it would be difficult yes if in this group but that's the thing about the GNA is that we don't discriminate we let anybody join in you know if you've got 30 minutes today to come and hang out and play atlas with us fuck join in for 30 minutes and play atlas you're in you know there's no discrimination we're we're not going to be you know i i can't think of anybody in the gna that is going to be an elitist and be like no you can't fucking play because you're not leveled enough
0: but yeah that's the good thing about a game like atlas is that even though i might have more free time to play atlas i mean like 58 you know, it's hours <laughs> it's over the past like three weeks two weeks Um, Uh (laughs) uh-huh mostly on the first night (laughs) um it doesn't put me so far ahead that you all can't play with me or i can't play with you all you know there's not content that i'm running off doing because uh all previous content is irrelevant you know we're still working to to the same end goal you know i might have more things i can craft but I can make it for the the entire party
1: yes that that is a fun that, thing about Atlas is that you've yes. leveled up, and while you may be like far past my level, you can still craft a musket, and I can use that musket. I don't have to be on your level to use that musket, just like I can craft a galleon that you can use you don't have to know how to use a galleon. You can just jump on board and start using it. It's very true. We
0: still don't know how to lower the anchor.
1: Well, no, we got that anchor lowered. We did. We got that anchor lowered. Don't you take that from me.
0: Did you lower it or did Cyber lower it? I
1: think I lowered it because I, I, as I was going through, there was a button that said you can hit X to lower the anchor and I kept just mashing the X button as we were traveling in, and I was angling. I had third person on, so I was looking at the back of the ship, and all of a sudden I saw the anchor start to drop, and I'm like, Oh, the anchor's dropping! <laughs> and I immediately logged off with the sails full, format. Yeah, I know. Dickheads. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. Alright, well, another thing that I actually want to talk about tonight, which I'm super excited about, and I hope, I'm praying that this is going to be good, the new Ghostbusters movie. Have you guys seen the trailer for it?
0: I've heard of it. I have not seen the trailer for it yet.
1: Okay, so the bonus of this is that it is in the same timeline as the original Ghostbusters. So this isn't a remake. This isn't like the new Ghostbusters where it was the, the, the females playing. This is in the same timeline. This is like the grandkids of the original Ghostbusters.
2: Okay, you said same timeline. I was like, that is not the trailer that I saw. That was like... The Ghostbusters were legendary, but people had pretty much forgotten about them, and now the ghosts are coming back, and it's like, oh god, we what are we gonna do? Who are you gonna call? And yeah, the trailer looks phenomenal for it.
1: I, I'm I'm st- I'm stupid like kid style giddy for this movie to come out because it it really it feels. It feels like a sequel that really should have come. Like, and not, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna say it. To say stuff bad about that, that Ghostbusters remake that came out. I hated it. And, and it, it was Um,
2: who didn't hate it? That shit was awful. Well,
1: but that's the thing is like, I, I, I hated it because, like, I loved the I, I loved it. I loved several of the characters. I loved several of the people that they had cast. Like the chick that they had cast as the Egon character. I loved how she played that character. She played that character as in, like, a a I-don't-give-a-fuck character. Like, yeah, this is happening, and I'm telling you how it's going to happen, and whether you believe me or not, I don't care, but this is how it's happening. And I loved that character. But the entire movie, to me... And this is... Like, this is so weird, because I've never said this... I don't think I've ever said this about any other movie in my entire life. The movie visibly and viscerally felt like it was just bashing males left and right. Like, um, it was, but, but I'm saying, like, I've watched movies where they've been like, Oh, this is a male bashing movie. And I'd be like, well, okay. Yeah, sure. I guess it's a little bit. This in every scene, it felt like they were just shitting on guys. And I'm not one of those, guys, I'm not one of those people that have been like, Oh, you're pissing on guys. I need to stand up for this because I'm a guy and you shouldn't be shitting on guys. No shit on us. We deserve to be shit on. We are dogs and we deserve to be shit on.
2: Now everybody deserves to be shit on because across this whole fucking planet, not a single goddamn good person exists.
1: Accurate. Accurate statement. But that Ghostbusters movie that came out was literally, like, the first time you see a guy, he's pissing his pants. The next time you see him, they're bashing him talking about how he pissed his pants. The mayor, like, okay. The mayor in that, in that movie was literally so incompetent. I don't know how the hell he could have been mayor. And they made some, anal- and that drove me nuts
2: because the original Ghostbusters, it wasn't that the mayor was incompetent. That asshole from the EPA was there and trying to shut everything down and tying up the mayor. And the mayor was trying to get everything going like, hey, this is our only shot. Don't fuck this up because what you guys are doing is questionable. And if they would have kept the mayor doing it, but no,
1: they had to portray him as, you know, incompetent. And you know, like Well That's like in the original yeah. Ghostbusters. They were they would talk about like Winston, you know, he's like, Well, Winston really was just being completely subservient to all those other all those other white males and I'm gonna really get racist here in a second, but and I look like I look at that movie and I'm like, I never got that. I got that he like and he even said it. He's like, Look, if there's a if if this is a paying gig I'll say whatever the hell you want me to say, and at the time, that was the logic of a job. Hey, look, you want me? To, you want me to squawk like you want me to squawk like a fucking like like goose? Fuck it, I'll do it. You want me to, You want me to like you want me to oink like a pig? Fuck it, I'll do it. As long as there's a paycheck involved, I'll do it. I don't care. And then and, and that was like that was the time. That was what was happening at the time. That was the, that was the job environment at the time, especially in New York City. Are you fucking kidding me? In New York City, if you could get a job, you fucking did it. If it was shining shoes, you did it. If it was rolled up newspaper with a fucking bottle of Windex scrubbing people's windshields, you did it. You didn't complain. You just yeah, fucking uh, did. So
2: it. in the 1980s, uh, you know, all across the United States, jobs were not so great at the time, and you were lucky to get a job. It wasn't in t- the late 80s and into the early 90s that they started expanding the job market significantly, and that mostly was 700,000 new secretarial
1: jobs. Which would be, what was their name, G- Right. And they bitched about that. Like, that's the thing that, like, they're like, oh, they shit on her. They treated her like crap. No. She, she talked, like, she gave them as much as they gave to her. Like, I could just think of, of, of fucking Bill Murray. Was there any calls today? No. You know, was, was there any messages? No. Look, can you, can you look like you're doing something? We're paying you for this. You know, like, that literally, that was the fucking job. Like, yeah, I never understood
2: it, and I may not understand it because thirty-year-old uh, white male games. Yeah, yeah, maybe
1: that maybe that is just it. I'm fine. Maybe you know, yeah. and and maybe that is. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of white privilege that I don't realize that I have. Uh, it could be there. I
2: I want my white privilege credit card. I'll tell you that much. I want that 0% <laughs> Dude, zero percent interest with
1: six hundred thousand dollars spending limit. Like if that was a thing, I would be in line for that shit right now. I'd be like, "Oh, like, like that's a thing? Holy shit! Can, yeah. Where do I sign up?" Hold on, you all don't have one. All right, dude. Like, like literally, okay. like, I'm, I'm dead serious right now. Whose dick do I have to suck? Because I'm not above that. I am really not above that. <laughs> There's day, just shaking his head <laughs> oh, like, "What the fuck do I?" We're gonna get say ourselves about? in trouble. Uh, oh, yeah. We're gonna get in trouble. Oh, yeah, we, we if, if we've lost the only listener we've had now. No, but that's like, that's why I'm, I'm just, I'm super excited about this new Ghostbusters movie because like watching it, 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 it feels like they're, you know, not, not, not like they're trying to reboot it. It's almost like it's an archaeological dig. Like that's what it feels like. It feels like it's an archaeological dig into the Ghostbusters universe.
2: Yeah. The new Ghostbusters seems very interesting. Um, I'm really excited for the trailer. I've only seen the one. And I was really worried that it was going to be related to the new Ghostbusters and all of that. But just to make you feel a little bit better about things, the new Ghostbusters movie worldwide and in the United States is considered an utter flop. The movie did terrible across the board.
1: Women hated it and men hated it. You know, that doesn't make me feel better, though, because I really wanted to be successful. I, I do like even though I didn't like it. I was hoping it was going to be successful simply because I love the Ghostbusters franchise. I wanted
2: to see it. I rented it because, Hey, why not? And yeah, I was sorely disappointed in it and I want my $6 from Amazon back.
1: Accurate. Alrighty. Well, let's, let's kick into like, do we have any questions before I kick into that? I, I think we do. Do we have questions? If we do, you have to do shots for every single one. You can, can suck on my asshole. That's that's right about there. Okay. <laughs> no, let's see what we got here because we haven't answered questions. Actually, I only see one question here, Damoc, uh, and I feel like we've answered it. And the question is: Does anybody else sometimes feel like they are more concerned rather than enjoy?
2: I believe that this was answered. I'm pretty sure. Not last show, but one yeah, of the last shows.
1: Ago. So I don't. There's no questions. Holy shit. I don't have to do any shots anyways.
0: <coughs> man, big letdown. Can you do shots anyway?
1: <laughs> I mean, I can, but... Uh, shots, 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 shots. I'm sure as hell not doing Everclear. I'll tell you that much. Well, I I guess, well... Got it.
2: <laughs> don't do it. Now it's New oh. Year's, man. At least live to...
1: Shit, all right, all right. La- last one, because we talked about Witcher. We talked about talked about Ghostbusters. I've got to mention, Kevin Conroy... Do you know who the guy is? Who is he? Name is familiar, but I'm going to have to look. Co, swallow that pizza. Who's Kevin Conroy? Ah, uh, okay. I know who he is now. Come on, Co, Save Daymok. He He's the Green Goblin. I fucking hate you. Is he the Green Goblin? Yeah. He played the Green Goblin? I think so. No. Kevin Conroy?
0: No, maybe not. He has the face for it, though.
1: I fucking hate the two of you.
2: You are, like, in that spot, but it is not... He played Batman,
1: man. He is the voice of Batman. He is Batman. Like, he literally... He's done the voice of Batman on the 90s animated series, and literally every Batman since then, except for some weird ones. But he's been in the Arkham games. He's Batman. Just like Mark Hamill is the Joker, Kevin Conroy is Batman. Well... The cool thing is, if you've been watching the CW and you've seen the crisis uh, crossover event that they've been doing between all the CW shows, Kevin Conroy has actually finally, after all these years, played a live action Batman. He played the Kingdom Come Batman in the series. So he wasn't, cause if you look at Kevin Conroy, he's kind of a scrawny dude. So he played Bruce Wayne, but with the robotic suit on. Which, you guys are sitting there literally like dumb face looking at me. Have no clue how fucking awesome this is that Kevin Conroy's played a live action Batman.
2: And the- I mean, cool, but which one and when?
1: Kingdom Come? You've never read Kingdom Come?
2: No, dude, I've stayed this several times before. I've read a handful of comic books growing up, but I didn't
1: have the money to buy- I'm going to buy you Kingdom Come and you have to read it. Like, that's all I have to say. Kingdom Come is Alex Ross doing the artwork for DC. It's DC in the far future. Batman is basically like a robotic suit Batman. Superman is gray-haired, dating Wonder Woman or married to Wonder Woman. It's fucking incredible. Um, But Kevin Conroy, actually, shit, William Dufault does kind of look like Kevin Conroy. That, That is there. That's
0: why I was like, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know why I thought Green Goblin.
1: <laughs> no, but Kevin, Kevin Conroy is uh, like, he is Batman. If you've, if you've ever, if you've, if you've played the Arkham games, you've heard Kevin Conroy's voice. He is Batman. Like hands down. He is Batman. But it was super exciting because he got to play live action Batman. And that's, I was, I was stupid excited for it. Again, giddy like a school kid. Holy crap. Kevin Conroy's Batman, finally. And you know what the fun, the fun little fact? Kevin Conroy has been the voice of Batman since the early 90s. He has never been invited to any of the Batman sets for the movies. Never been invited to anything Batman related. Ever. Like, never any of the live action Batman shit he has never been invited to. Finally, he got his chance to be live-action Batman. And there's talks, rumors, and that's all I'm going to say is rumors. There's rumors that he is going to play Bruce Wayne in a live-action Batman Beyond. I'm not going to lie. I love Batman Beyond. I'm probably the only guy in this room that loved Batman Beyond. If that happens, I'm probably going to get the biggest nerd boner you've ever
0: seen. And I was just about to say, I wasn't a big fan of Batman growing up.
1: I See, and that's the thing. Is I, I loved Batman. I loved how Batman Beyond was Batman, but they, they changed it. Like, it was so far in the future, but they still made it feel like Batman.
0: See, with the Batman at the age that he was in Batman Beyond, that's the same Batman I remember from, like, the Dark Knight Returns. Yes! And he and he fights Superman with the bat suit. Yes! With the... the... <laughs> so, like, that's what I was like Oh, that'd be something pretty uh, Are they gonna do that?
1: Well, that would <laughs> technically be, cool. be after That Batman That that would be, like, Bruce Wayne, I think, is like Something like 80 years old in Batman Beyond Like, he's old as fuck
0: So, yeah The Dark Knight Returns would be before that So it would be like 10 years or so Before that ever happened yeah.
1: So he would have fought Yeah, Yeah. Before before he even created that Beyond suit but I mean, you know, as I said, I I loved Batman Beyond only because it was like a retelling of the Batman stories, but it kept Bruce Wayne in there somehow, which I don't know. I I, I thought it was cool when I was a kid, and I still I still dig now. I actually like fun side story on that. I have the the guy who one of the guys who did the artwork for Batman Beyond, um, Vince Deporter is his name. I actually have a bunch of his artwork on my walls. Uh, because he came to the small town that I was living in, and I got him to do a bunch of sketches for me. I actually have some of his cell artwork from the Superman, the animated, which was really fucking
0: cool. You know, while we're on the topic of Batman, who's your favorite Joker?
1: Mark Hamill.
2: Favorite live-action Joker? Hmm. Oh, wait! Ooh, we were just talking about the Joker over here. I got God over here, and (laughs) Selkie's over here, and we were talking about
1: favorite live-action. There's two. I see God in the background. Tell that man I said hello. Uh, they say hello.
2: Well, he doesn't want to speak, but the mic's on, but you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: um, favorite live action. You know what? Uh, I gotta go Nicholson. I, I, I love the way Nicholson portrayed the Joker. He, he really felt more like the 1960s Joker than any of the other Jokers. And he, he really, I, I really think he, he captured the essence of, a lunatic, with that—that that just was just simply a lunatic, not a lunatic like lunatic madman murderer. He was just simply a, lun- and I think that's what terrified me the most about Nicholson's Joker is that he was a. What about you, Co? Who who would be your favorite live action Joker?
0: So, I watched a video that had sent me, which had Batman fighting both the Predator. And Alien. Oh my
1: god. And the, I know that. That's so old. I love it. And the Joker.
0: And that Joker is the closest to the, to the animated show than any other major Hollywood Joker.
1: You know who played that Joker? That's Sulu's son. Sulu. From Star Trek. Lu- Sulu. Okay. That's Sulu's okay. son.
0: And while I'd say he's the closest rendition had he been given, I'd say, more time and more preparation and just more experience, I'd say he'd be able to nail it. Because I can definitely feel that he doesn't always capture the the insaneness, or he's afraid to be as insane as he wants to sometimes. Like, sometimes he'll have the laugh and the <gasps> angriness and not, not all you know, perfect. And then other times he kind of just lets it go and he's kind of, like, afraid to, to play that character or to... Uh, to
1: laugh or be angry or whatever. What's wrong, bats? Can't take a little joke? Right? Put the friggin' exactly. brass knuckles. You know what? I rescind my Nicholson. You're absolutely correct. Dead-end Joker? Nailed it. Yes.
0: But at the same time, I don't think anyone would know, or most people would know that that Joker. And I didn't know about him. Um, and my favorite two would be um, uh, Heath Ledger and then Jack Nichols. And then I would probably do, um, i uh, Phoenix. I don't remember how to say his first name. Joaquin. Joaquin. Yes, thank you.
1: See now now, uh, now Heath Ledger did a great job acting. as I don't know that I would put him top level for Joe. Like I think it was just his character, the way it was designed. It felt less like, it felt less like the Joker. Then I think the Joker...
0: Yeah, and I think it mainly has to do with what he was given in the world they were designing for the character. I could, I could agree with that, yeah. I think if... I don't know. Uh, it's it's playing what-ifs. Yeah, no, I would say that.
2: No. Heath Ledger played for the role given and the environment they set it up for. He was by far the most perfect Joker for that spot.
0: And it's unfortunate because he passed. Uh, I would have loved to see... Like the animated series, Mark Hamill Joker played through Heath Ledger. Had that been the, the uh, had that been the case, I like I would like to see the the laughing lunatic and the you know the sadistic you know man that that the Joker typically is portrayed as. But we don't know. We'll never know how well he could act as the the, the correct Joker.
1: So now Heath Ledger, I agree. Heath Ledger played the best Joker he possibly could have in the world. He was and he nailed it. I really think that like, like, he nailed the best possible Joker for that situation. I just don't feel that that's the best possible Joker.
2: No, that's, that's agreeable. For the situation that he was given and the way that the movie series was playing out after they redid it, uh, he played the absolute best Joker for that. Um, he wasn't a lunatic at all. He was not crazy. He was not insane. He was a high-level thinker that had been just destroyed by the world around him, and he just didn't care anymore and wanted to see how many people were going to go along with his games and how far he was going to stretch it. And the biggest comparison that I've seen it to, and it really hits home sometimes, looking at a few of my buddies after coming back from war, he was a disgruntled veteran. just didn't give a shit and was playing the game to play the game for no other reason.
1: Yeah. I could agree with that.
0: There there were also Jokers animated movie wise and within the comics that kind of fit within the realm of Heath Ledger's Joker. There's tons of portrayals of Joker. I know there's three confirmed Jokers as of I think 2018 or 2019 or roughly around the August period that we we got the confirmation that there are three separate Jokers now. Um, but there are renditions of Heath Ledger's Joker within those the series. So maybe they pulled from that.
1: I can take that. Well yeah, Dead End Joker, man. Like that 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 short flick Dead End was just so it was everywhere. It was like you're watching it and you're like, oh yeah. And and the cinematography on it was great. I mean the dude who made that spent his own money, spent like 35 grand of his own money to make that. And that scene where the, where Batman jumps down and he stands up and his cape and cowl just kind of stand up with him, best live-action stand-up from a Batman
3: ever.
0: Oh, absolutely. They, they cut that to
2: the T. Nailed it. I need to see that video. as I have no idea what oh you... Oh, my God, you Zyber have had- to
1: see Dead End. I will post it. It's all over the place. It is an absolute must-watch. It's, yeah, it's got Batman, it's got the Joker, it's got Aliens, it's got the Predator in it. And the dude playing Batman nails it, like full on fucking nails it. I I got, you know what? I got to post this afterwards because I got to see your response. But we are running way the fuck over time. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight. Co, where can people find you at, man? You can find me at the GNA
0: podcast Discord or on Twitch TV. My uh, Twitch name is CSX Experiment.
1: What about you, Daymok man? Where can people find you? I am
2: always trolling the Discord. You will always find me in the Discord.
1: And I am Cecil, uh, maybe if I can talk. I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitch. Uh, sorry, Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Twitch, Facebook, Ustream, Mixer, Discord. I'm in all sorts of Discord. TPC's Discord, uh, Joshua Trades, Mattman, all of them. You can find me there. If I'm not someplace, let me know. I'll go there. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe in your favorite podcast uh, application. Uh, podcast you know, re- uh, reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, leave a review. Let other people know. You can find us on Google Play, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, YourListen, uh, Spotify, Google's new podcast app, iHeartRadio, all those places. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook. Just search at GNA podcast, all one word. Uh, join the Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We are, we've, we have partnered with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a, it's a game purchasing service where you purchase games like you normally would. They'll give you a code for Steam or the Epic Store, but it's a little bit of a twist. So when you purchase a game, a portion of those proceeds automatically go to a charity. It's actually a really cool concept. That's the whole reason we partnered with them is because we want to give back to charity. We do Extra Life every year. We try to make sure that we give back to charity in every every way, shape, and form that we can. So Humble Bundle is a way to do that. Uh, you can buy bundles of games for a certain price. They'll have a little slider bar at the bottom. If you put the question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your link, it will give you an extra slider, and that slider will be for the GNA podcast. We don't want your money. We want you to slide all of that right down to zero, give it all to charity, or give some to the developers, a little bonus over to Humble Bundle, whatever. We don't want your money, which is really odd for say because, you know, who's supporting us? Nobody. We don't want your money. We want to just use what's whatsoever, and that is fine. So put that slider all the way down to zero, give it all the way, give it all to charity. Uh, just let it, let them know that we sent you with that partner equals GNA podcast all the way And, you know what, I probably should have pulled this up a while ago, uh, which I'm not going to be able to pull it up now because I don't have it signed in, but I have no clue how much money we've made for charity in December. Really we haven't been pushing it, but that's alright, it's the holiday season, we'll figure out. Do you enjoy anime? Because we enjoy anime. Join us every Wednesday night at 19.30 Eastern Time for Anime Night, with Blue Sharks 45 hosting. You can join us on cast.gg, we usually post, post a link in Discord chat. So just search there. Uh, I think we also post it on Facebook. But we get together every week, watch some anime. Uh, we started a new anime just before the holidays, and we stopped just because of the holidays. I don't remember what this new anime is. Do, I, do you guys remember?
2: No idea, man. Right, well,
1: we started up a new anime before holiday season, but we try to rotate it every now and then. Join in Anime Night. It's fun stuff. You can also join us for Game Show Night. It's the first Saturday of every single month. So next Saturday game show night. Join us, we do Jackbox games, and we give away free Steam codes So we actually get from humble Bundle. So join us, play some games if you win Steam code for free. You can also join us for Horror Movie Night every second Saturday of the month, hosted by Blood. I don't think he's picked out any movies for this coming Horror Movie Night, but, uh... Come join us. They're always fun. You know, they're either really, really bad horror movies or real examples are Chopping Mall or Event Horizon. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new artwork and our logo. You can check him out at morganbs.com. You can email us at podcast at gnaandyourdna.com. With questions, comments, death threats, we don't care. Just let us know. Talk to us. You really don't want to hear from me. Last but not least, check out our website at
2: www.happynewyear.com or gnapodcast.com Go fuck yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Daylight. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight. Have a great evening. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. Take care.
0: Have a good night.